Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Taking a walk. I think that, you know, we're hardwired to be comforted by music or excited by music since the beginning of time. The lyric content is, can be healing as well. We've received so many letters that, that told us that living on a prayer got them through cancer, got them through the death of a family member. On this episode of the Taking a Walk podcast, Buzz interviews one of the most influential figures in music history. This musician is a prolific pop hit maker known for so many songs that have been the soundtrack of our lives. Bon Jovi hits like You Give Love a Bad Name, Aerosmith hits like What It Takes and Crazy. The list goes on and on. Desmond Child is the author of Living on a Prayer, Big Songs, Big Life, and he's next on Taking a Walk. Buzz! Maestro! Hey, thanks for having me on. Thank you for being on a... uh... A virtual taking a walk, and congratulations on living on a prayer, big songs, big life. Well, thank you. I had some big songs, but actually my life was bigger than my songs. How different was the writing process for you compared to the songwriting process? Well, you know, a song can be written in an hour and a half. This, um, what I call my seven-year jailhouse confession, you know, it took a really long time to, uh, you know, to write because, you know, I've lived a long time. And so I'm I'm going to be, at, I'm actually going to be 70 at the end of the month, which is like really scary. Um, but, um, you know, it, it, it had to be written because, you know, I had to set the record straight on a lot of stuff that, you know, had been out there, you know, sometimes the artists, you know, kind of change the story a little bit. Uh, to suit, the, you know, 
them, uh, but I had to tell my side of the story, but also take responsibility for a lot of stuff that I didn't do right. And the, my motivation was my sons were getting older, and uh, they're 21 years old now, but uh, when I started the, the book, they were they were a lot younger, but still, I wanted to have something that they would remember me by as not just daddy with the big checkbook. <laughs> the open checkbook, it's like, wow. <laughs> now they decided, you know, Roman and Neil, they're, they're, they're in their last year at NYU. Now they're deciding to go to law school. So that means the party doesn't stop. <laughs> and they're like, they're not just going to go out and get jobs. They're going to just, like, keep going, keep rocking. <laughs> so, you know, it, it, it's like, okay, as long as you're learning, it's all good. <laughs> Was the process of uh, writing the book therapeutic for you? It, it was because, well, you know what? I don't know. I it's like I'm do, I've been doing the audio book, and it's like reliving all those stories again. I mean, sometimes I just can't even get through it. Uh, it you know, it was therapeutic in that, but it's also like kicking over a hornet's nest too. Like like stuff, you know, starts to hurt again. And then I obsess about it. So I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. It's just like, it's my life and I have to, um, you know, like put it out there. You've been in Nashville a long time. Do you consider yourself an insider now? Because I don't think you were an insider, obviously, at the beginning. Well, you know what? I, I My husband and I got there in, in 92 where we rented a cabin. And then in, by 95, we, we built our own on a hilltop and all that. We call it Broke Backrack Mountain. Um, <laughs> and, um, you know, I've, I'm still an outsider. I mean, even though, you know, we have a lot of friends and all that, people that came like decades after me, you know, are more insider than I am. Because I'm not really in country music. It's just that, you know, we wanted to raise our sons there, uh, Roman and Nero, and, and so, um, you know, we've become part of the community, more like neighbors than, you know, like, like you know, special people or anything like that. And, uh, you know, we have a beautiful uh, group of friends that we love so much. And um, our sons, you know, all the parents from the schools that our kids went to and all of that. So we love Nashville, but I've never been on the inside. So I'd love to get your reaction to some of the catalog which you have uh, been responsible for. It could take us days to go through it, but I'm just going to pick a couple of artists and songs uh, out. Uh, Let's start with... um, this guy named John Bon Jovi, who you've done some work with, uh, like Living on a Prayer, uh, describe that experience. Well, I, when, I, when I first worked with them, they had gotten my number from Paul Stanley of Kiss, who recommended me. And I think, you know, I later found out, like not, not so long ago, that their real motivation for writing with me was to try to write some hit songs, let's say, for other artists, because they didn't consider me, like, 100% rock and roll, uh, like they were, I guess. I mean, I mean, they were, like, 22 and 24 at the time. And so um, I got there, and I had a title in my back pocket, You Give Love a Bad Name. And when I pulled it out, literally on a piece of paper and read it, uh, John's face lit up, and I never saw so many teeth. <laughs> I said, oh, my God. 
this guy has got it. He's got the it factor. And uh, they decided to keep the song for themselves. So then we start, tried writing another song, and that song ended up being Living on a Prayer, the title of my book. Um, and um, John at first didn't want to record the song because he thought it was a bit sentimental and a bit, you know, kind of sad sounding. Uh, but when they got in the studio, um, they rocked it up with their producer, uh, Bob, um, well, it was Bob Rock was the engineer and Bruce Fairburn was the producer and they turned it into a masterpiece. So, you know, I've also had extraordinary luck, you know, cause it, you know, does take luck, you know, not just effort and talent. And I guess I was meant to do all of this because maybe there's a role for me in the world to bring people hope. What was it like working with that shy flower by the name of Joan Jett? Well, you know, first of all, she's got such a presence, you know, it's amazing strength and integrity. And uh, we we got together and... Um, you know, Kenny, her manager, uh, called me and said, I want you to write with Joni, you know, and so um, so I did, and I'm not sure she was that comfortable, and then I had the title again uh, called I Hate Myself for Loving You, and she said, no, I, I don't sing the word love. I said, but you do, and I love rock and roll. I said, she, she said, I, I wore it out. I'm not singing the word love, but, you know, I said, but you also say the word hate, you know, I hate myself for loving you. And, you know, I finally, you know, wore her down and talked her into it. And it's become like her second biggest hit, you know, after I love rock and roll. And it's also the Sunday night football theme. And on top of that, Dolly Parton just recorded it for her Rockstar album featuring Joan Jett. So that song just keeps, keeps you know, it's the gift that keeps on giving. And then, um, since I'm based in Boston, I got to bring up those bad boys from Boston, Aerosmith, who you've done some amazing work with. What was that like? Well, there again, I mean, they didn't want to write with me. I was forced on them by their A&R guy, John Claudner, brilliant, legendary guy. And, um, you know, they flew me to Boston, and then they the car picked me up and brought me to this big, like, airplane hangar kind of rehearsal space that they were working on. There was a stage built, and there were, like, a hundred guitars on the ground level, you know, just, like, all in stands, ready to go. Sparky, Tiger, Zebra, you know, you know Fenders, Gibsons, every kind of guitar ever, just in case Joe had a kind of hankering for, like, a different sound, right? So when I walked in, I didn't even say a word, but uh, Stephen grabbed me and, like, we went to, like, the side of the stage and they were working on this loop, this backwards guitar loop that went, like, and da-da, and da-da, and then Stephen started singing, cruising for the ladies, and uh, then they stopped and they said, what do you think of that? And I said, I think that's bad, you know, point blank. And I said, I don't think Van Halen would put that on the B side of the worst record, which I said to be funny, and they didn't laugh. And uh, Joe crossed his arms and kind of leaned way back and looked at me sideways. And then Stephen, you know, who's more like a people pleaser kind of guy, and uh, he said, well, when I first started singing the, the riff I was singing, Dude Looks Like a Lady, I said, stop right there. That's a hit title. And Joe said, well, we don't know what that means, and, you know, we don't want to insult the gay community. I said, dude, I'm gay. 
not insulted, and I dragged them into, you know, that storyline. And what had happened was that Stephen, how he came up with that title, they had gone into a bar on the shore with the roadies and all that, and sitting at this lonely, you know, away off in the corner at this empty bar was this vision of loveliness with a big platinum mullet, porcelain skin, black nails, and bangles and a curvy, you know, figure, and uh, um, all of a sudden she turns around and it's Vince Neal of Motley Crue, and Steven said, ooh, that dude looks like a lady, dude looks like a lady, dude looks like a lady, and it stuck, and that's where the hook came came from, and I said, okay, that's the story we're going to tell, and um, they went along, you know, Joe reluctantly, uh, but it's turned into one of the you know, classics for them. And so I'm very, very, um, you know, honored that, you know, that song has stood the test of time. And it was ahead of its time because the second verse goes, Never judge a book by its cover or who you're going to love by your lover. How ahead of its time was that? It's amazing. Oh, my God, I love it. You spent a couple of years uh, with Bob Crew, who's known for so many strings of hits from Frankie Valley work to Four Seasons. He's another one we could go on and on with about his catalog. Uh, what lessons did you learn about uh, the art of songwriting from Bob Crew? Well, before I met Bob Crew, you know, because I was a singer, I'd sit at the piano, bang out some chords, and just mumble some stuff, you know, singing melodies, and then hope that those mumbles sounded like words, and then I'd kind of, like a little bird, take a little string and then kind of build a nest out of it. But he wouldn't even let me touch the piano unless we had a solid title and a concept. And, and you know, we built everything that we wrote, 38 songs that I wrote with him, um, Everything was built towards paying off the title. That's the correct way. And ever since I learned writing that way, I started having nothing but success. Because you get right to the story. What's this song about? What is it supposed to say? What's the title? And he taught me to write titles that had opposites. You know, like, um, you give love a bad name. You know, love, bad. I hate myself for loving you. How can we be lovers if we can't be friends? Heaven's on fire, you know? And, um, you know, that's, that's how, you know, he taught me to write because just by looking at the title, it would draw in the listener, like, say, oh, well, that's, that sounds like it could be interesting. And then the song gets, gets heard. And that's all it takes if the song's good. Once it's an earworm in somebody's head, then they have to hear it over and over and over again. And that's why I think that my songs have stood the test of time, you know, because, you know, that's the thing. You know, it's like there's techniques, and also he, Bob Crew taught me to write the courses with tight rhymes, like, you know, not off rhymes. Um, and he said, well, maybe it's okay, like, during verses, you can do kind of, like, off rhymes, things that kind of sound alike, but they're not really rhymes. But when it comes to the chorus, it's much easier for a stadium full of people to know what's coming next to be able to sing along to. And if it's not a tight rhyme, they can't memorize it. So that, that's, those are some of the secrets that I reveal in my, in my book, uh, Living on a Prayer, Big Songs, Big Life. We had the great Jimmy Webb on uh, a previous episode of the podcast. I'd like to get your reaction to something he said. He said that 
improvisation is a bridge to creativity. Your thoughts on that? Well, first of all, I just spent the, the week in Washington, D.C. with Jimmy Webb and his gorgeous wife, Laura Savini. And um, we were there lobbying, you know, for songwriters uh, because of AI and the dangers that are posed to, you know, all creators with AI. And, uh, you know, we want to get in there, you know, before they start laying down kind of compulsory rates and things like that, that we don't want. We want people <clears throat> to make us offers if they're going to use us, use our, um, our music to create, you know, their Frankensteins with. Um, so, you know, Jimmy Webb is like my idol. You know, he's just the premier, you know, American songwriter. His songs just live forever. And improvisation, well, he's a pianist, you know. And so, you know, I think that's important for him. You know, but like I said, I learned the other way around, you know, the opposite way, which is know what you're going to say and go out and say it. And then everything falls into place after that. So we write, we write kind of with opposite techniques. Well, lastly, um, I want to say to you that we have another podcast we produced, which is called Music Save Me, and it's about the, uh, the healing powers of music. Do you believe music has uh, supernatural healing powers? Well, I do. I think that, you know, we're hardwired to be comforted by music or excited by music since the beginning of time. Um, you know, you can just imagine, you know, the oral history, you know, of stories being told and then embellished upon and made very dramatic by whoever was, uh, was singing it. And... Um, you know, because of that, we're hardwired to respond, you know, to, to music. Um, and, you know, I think that there's other, other things that, that happen. The lyric content is, can be healing as well. We've received so many letters that, that told us that living on a prayer got them through cancer, got them through, uh, you know, the death of, you know, a family member, and uh, we once got an extraordinary letter from a young man that said he had had it, he decided he was going to end his life, so he, you know, drove his car like crazy up to the bridge, jumped out of it, left the engine running, the radio's on, and he was leaning to, like, go jump off when Living on a Prayer came on the radio and he said, oh wait, that's my favorite song. So he said, okay, I'll just go and listen to my favorite song and then that'll be the end. So he gets back in the car. By the time it got to the final modulated chorus, the fist in the air chorus, he drove home. And, you know, I think that's a beautiful story. I love it. I want to congratulate you on the book, Desmond Child, and thank you for the many gifts that you have given us. Well, thank you so much, and if, if folks want to follow me, Desmond.Child on Instagram, my links are there, and I even got a skin line called Vita Loca Skin Life, because, you know, celebrities have to have a skin line. And so, you know, Brad Pitt has a skin line, you know, so I figured, you know, if he has a skin line, I have to. The only thing is, if you buy his skin line, you end up looking like Brad Pitt. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, my friend. Uh, but it's fun. It's fun. It was all natural products.
products and all that. And I always loved lotions and potions because I would sneak into my mom's bedroom and open all her little jars and smell them and put them on and all this kind of stuff. So I don't travel anywhere without like like a suitcase just full of all my lotions and potions. Everybody makes fun of me. <laughs> Thanks, Desmond. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. And um, I hope that uh, fans come and visit me and uh, find out all about my music. You're the best. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Taking a Walk with the fascinating story of Desmond Child. Please share this and other episodes of Taking a Walk with your friends and follow Taking a Walk on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, or wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a review as well. Thanks for listening to Taking a Walk. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy. And we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org.